Today is going to be a masterclass in all of the operations and analytics tools you need to be using that are inside Seller Central and Helium 10 that's going to help you crush it in your Amazon or Walmart business. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon or Walmart world. For those of you watching this on YouTube, you'll see I'm wearing a Japanese baseball shirt. This is the Hokkaido Nippon Ham Fighters, all right? This is a, a team where one of my favorite baseball players, Shohei Otani, uh, came from. And this is actually one of the many gifts that I've gotten. This one actually is from Brandon Young, a podcast veteran uh, at the Serious Sellers Podcast, but the many gifts I've gotten over the last week. So uh, what happened to me? This is the first podcast I, I'm recording since my death, as it were. Um, it's actually interesting. This, this podcast I'm basing off of a workshop that I did on the 26th of April. Now, here's the thing. I have zero recollection of doing that workshop or webinar. Um, it's on YouTube. I thought I didn't do it. Why? Well, what happened was uh, a couple hours after there, I had a um, heart attack, cardiac arrest. My heart stopped, stopped breathing five, 10 minutes. I don't remember how long. My family was doing compressions on me. Ambulance revived me. Liver failed, kidney failure. Um, heart stopped, like I said, stopped breathing. It was scary to say the least, but I'm back. Thanks to my family, knowing CPR, thanks to the ambulance who came. Um, and so, yeah, that was pretty much the scariest moment of my life. And I don't remember anything that day or the day before. Um, just came back to work yesterday. Uh, we, we've been kind of uh, taking it easy on the podcast. If you notice here in May, we, we I had actually recorded some ahead of time. That's why we, we got a little ahead. Um, but we've only been doing one a week. Um, and until the end of the month, you'll you'll have just one, one podcast uh, a week. And we'll go back to two a week uh, starting back in June. But anyways, guys, um, before I get into this, you know, again, thank you for all the comments. You guys left comments. I got so many flowers and, and gifts like this shirt here if you're watching this on YouTube and and tons of stuff. I really appreciate it. Um, sorry I've been out of it, you know, haven't been around, but uh, this is my passion. Now, I've had before guests on this podcast that talk about, you know, mental health, physical health, diet exercise, things like that. Guys, don't tune out on episodes like that. Now, I did not realize this was going to happen to me, but but hey, it can happen anyway. Now, it just so happens that, you know, heart disease runs in my family. My my uncle had a heart attack in his 30s. Uh, you know, my dad's had bypass surgery, so I should have probably taken a little bit more care of myself. But, but you guys out there, take care of your physical health as entrepreneurs. You know, sometimes we work ourselves uh, into the ground and, um, you know, it's not, not good for our health. And so I'm the post, I'm the new poster child for guys. Don't just think you can work, you know, 13 hours a day and, and be totally fine. All right. Uh, and eat whatever you want. So anyways, uh, enough of the sad talk. We're going to talk about operations and analytics. All right. Um, this is for some, not the exactly the most sexy part of Amazon. You know, most people like to focus on the product research and keyword research and launch and PPC and kind of like fun stuff like that. But guess what, guys? If you don't have your operations and analytics game down, you're going to fall behind the competition. You know, maybe you could have gotten away with it, you know, six years ago 
maybe you don't pay too much attention, you know, outside of your cash flow and stuff like that. And you'd be fine because you're just making so much profit. But, you know, selling online is getting more and more competitive. So what are the tools in Seller Central you should be using? What are the tools um, in Helium 10 that you should be using that don't have to do with product research, that don't have to do with keyword research, but can help you on the uh, analytics uh, side of things? All right. Let's talk. Let's first start with um, Seller Central. All right. Product Opportunity Explorer, all right? Almost everybody has access to this. If you don't, you can ask Amazon and they can give it to you. And it's pretty cool because it it kind of clusters uh, groups of products and keywords into what they call niches. Now, not everything is there. Not all keywords are there. So do a search for some of your main keywords and see if they're there. Like I did Coffin Shelf, Coffin Shelf is there. The first cool thing is it tells you all of the products in that Coffin Shelf niche that make up 80% of the uh, either the clicks or the purchases. doesn't matter which one it is. It's still a very uh, important metric. Uh, 80% of the niche, all right? So for example, Coffin Shelf has 18. What does that mean? That means those 18 products are uh, the result of all the keywords in the niche and those make up 80% of the purchases in that niche, all right? So if you have a niche that there's only five products in there, what does that mean? That means it's being dominated by like these five products. They just have a stranglehold, right? What if there's a product or a niche that has like 200 products? So there are some of those in Product Opportunity Explorer. What does that mean? It's kind of like the wild, wild west, right? It means it takes up 200 products just to get to 80% of those uh, clicks or purchases. Now, um, one thing I like about the Product Opportunity Explorer, it's got some things that even Helium 10 doesn't have. One of them is um, the uh, click share, right? That's, That's kind of good to see. Now the click share uh, is important because it, it tells you like, hey, how many clicks does this product have compared to the other products you know, in the, in the niche? Really important. Um, another thing that I like looking at is the search terms in the niche, all right? Because what it does is on the right-hand side, it'll show you the top three clicked products for those keywords. And you can see little thumbnails of them. And even in the coffin shelf niche, you will see some keywords there where not, all of those top three clicked, they, they have nothing to do with coffin shelves. They're just random shelves. So this can help you if you're like, ah, oh, man, I, I got this top keywords. I'm not sure what is the most important because the numbers look the same. The search volume looks the same, you know, right? Um, but if the top three clicked are completely irrelevant to your product, that keyword is probably not going to bring you many sales. Does that make sense, guys? Like if you've got a, a supplement, like a gummy supplement uh, for collagen, let's just say, all right? And you see where some random keyword, like a hair, skin, and nails supplement is the keyword, let's just say. And the top three products are are fish oil or, or something, something, I don't know, fish oil probably has nothing to do with hair, skin, and nails. But the point is, if the top three products are all fish oils and you have a collagen gummy, guess what? Whatever keyword that is, it's probably not very relevant. I wouldn't put too much focus on it because it's obvious that people are clicking a completely different kind of product. So they must be thinking about something else when they are um, searching for this keyword. So again, use this product opportunity explorer and these top three click in order to kind of like see which keywords are at least visually are more uh, relevant. Another thing that I like to look at is the search conversion rate. Right. It's a very cool metric. You know, it'll say like, hey, coffin shelf and the last 360 days, 3.8 percent or something like that is the search conversion rate. That means that out of all the searches, 3.8 percent of them resulted in sales. 
after somebody searched that keyword of one of the products in the niche. Now, this is important uh, for both product research and your own research. For example, uh, I've told this story before. That's how we discovered a a new larger coffin shelf. Like the coffin shelf keyword is 3.8% conversion rate. But if you were looking at the product opportunity explorer and you looked at the keyword coffin bookshelf or large coffin shelf, it had like a 0.8 conversion rate. What does that mean? That means that, you know, hundreds, maybe thousands of people are searching for this keyword, but nobody's buying anything from that search because they're obviously not seeing anything that matches the description. If you actually would have looked at this time to coffin bookshelf or large coffin shelf, you wouldn't have seen any, they're all small. So what did that, what did that tell us? It was like, Hey, there's an opportunity right there. People are searching for this keyword. It's got search volume according to product opportunity explorer, according to helium 10, but the, the market is not being served. Sure enough, we started the product. That was a coffin bookshelf. The first on Amazon sold out within weeks, right? So it's a great way, product opportunity sport, to even look at that kind of uh, niche as well. Now, another thing that's kind of new uh, to the game is the search query performance, all right? This is something for brand registered sellers only. Now, the product opportunity explorer is, is mainly available to almost everybody, but this is only brand uh, brand registered sellers, and it gives you the top 1,000 keywords related to your brand. Now, if you've got 20 products in that brand, it's it's kind of taking all of them into consideration. If you only have one product in your brand, it's pretty cool because it's take it's showing you all the top, uh, according to Amazon at least, you know the top 1,000 keywords uh, for that exact product. Now, um, a couple of things that I like to see uh, there that that other parts of Amazon and Helium 10 don't have is it shows how many clicks after a keyword was searched. How many clicks are there? Now, now why is this important? Like, for example, you want to look for differences, guys, in the number of clicks and the number of searches. For example, let's say something was searched 1,000 times, but there were 4,000 clicks. All right. What does that mean? That means that for every person who is searching that keyword, they click on average four different items, whether they bought something or not. We're not even talking about that yet. But it, it, if it's like a four to one ratio or three to one, it, it means that the, they're obviously not really finding the product they want on that first try or uh, everything kind of looks equal to them. So so they're just checking the details and the images of different products. Now, take a, take something where it's like a two to one or one to one ratio. Well, that means that whatever they're clicking on, they're like finding, hey, this is what I want. So that could mean one of two things, like there's just one guy who's just dominating, or it could be there's not much competition. So they, they saw in the search results, there's only one relevant product to them or two. So they're not going to go clicking random products, right? So, so there's some insights that you can get from, from this. That, that's pretty unique. Amazon has never made this available to, to seller central people before. Now, compare it also to cart ads. This is another thing that it has that's, that's kind of unique. It's great for this uh, analytics that we're talking about here. For example, there are some keywords that have like eight cart ads for every purchase, now, now, to me, that just boggled my mind. That That's not how the way I shop. I don't know about you guys, but if I add something to my cart on Amazon, I, I check out, I buy it, right? But I guess what other people do, they've told me, what they'll do is they'll add like six, seven products to their cart. And then at the end, they're like, you know what? I'm gonna pick which one I wanna actually check out and buy and I'm gonna delete the rest, right? So you'll notice varying numbers right here. There'll be some where it's like, almost like a one-to-one or two-to-one ratio, right? Again, that could indicate less competition. But if you see a keyword 
that has like eight to 10 add to carts for every purchase. Again, this is telling you, hey, the competition might be a little stiff or it could go both ways. It could be like very strong competition. Everybody's like on equal playing ground. There's 10 guys who are all relevant to the average buyer and people just don't know which one to pick. Or it could be the opposite. It could be like, they're all kind of weak. And so you're adding them all you're, and, and the buyer is trying to find the lesser of 10 evils as it were, all right? So it could go both ways. But again, th th this is new metrics that Amazon has never made available to people for analytics, you know? Super, super cool stuff. You had no idea about, you know, which one was, was you know, clicked more or less, et cetera, et cetera. So this is another good metric um, to see. What, what you could do, like let's say you have something with high clicks to searches and you're you're in that niche, right? You're on page one and and people are just adding a whole bunch to the cart. Well, what I would do is I would use Helium 10 audience to do a poll where I would poll Amazon buyers and say, hey, look at these search results. You know, which one would you pick and why? Or, or which ones would you pick? And, and then maybe you'll get some answers where it's like, oh, these all look the same. So that's why I can't really tell. Or what you want is people to say, oh, this one stands out. You know, and and that's why I'm picking this one. Um, but I guarantee that's not going to happen if you see a large uh, click to purchase ratio. Right? Again, the only way you can find that is a search query uh, performance. Um, let, let's talk about you know the, 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 those are some ones in in, um, in Seller Central. Let, let's talk about operations a little bit. Uh, if you guys have Helium 10 right now, you you guys have to have alerts on for all of your products no matter what plan you have you know platinum diamond elite you guys all have access to helium 10 alerts and this is going to send you a text message or a mobile app notification or an email whatever you specify as to a lot of things that could change your main image changes your bullet points change um the, the one of the most important ones your dimensions change guys do you know how important that is and how often amazon changes dimensions on products because they, they re-measure it, you know, in some warehouse and, and it, they might change it by like, you know, two, three inches. You might think that's not a big deal. That's happened to us before. And I didn't notice it because I wasn't checking my Helium 10 alerts. And months later, I found out we were charged thousands of dollars more because sometimes these, you know, a two or three inches could be the difference of going from one size tier to another size tier, especially if you have a larger item like a coffin shelf, and it's, it'll go by dimensional weight. So every product that you're selling could be $1 more for shipping your paint because Amazon measured it wrong. And if you're selling 10, 20 units a day, you can figure out that that adds up over the days, weeks, months, if you do not catch this. So guys, make sure you have alerts on. It's going to tell you if Amazon changes your dimensions uh, or not. Other things that it, it can check is if it's an adult product. Again, happened to product Project X. I got alert about it. I didn't even pay attention, unfortunately, and lost out on hundreds of dollars while this product was pretty much suppressed from search. Why was it suppressed from search? Is because for whatever reason, Amazon marked our Project X egg tray as an adult product. Ridiculous, right? But when that happens, you're not showing up in PPC anymore. You're not showing up in Amazon search anymore. All right. So that screwed us for for sales for for weeks until i finally figured out what was happening but all i had to do was just pay attention to my alerts and i would have known what had uh happened another thing that uh it's telling you uh, alerts is if you get bad reviews and also if you get 
negative seller feedback. Now, the bad reviews, that's kind of just like for your knowledge. You know, you just want a heads up on what people are saying about your product. You can't really do anything. You can't really remove bad reviews. Negative seller feedback, all right? That doesn't affect your product, but it sometimes affects your account metrics. You don't want to go below a certain threshold because, and plus Amazon buyers on your storefront uh, page, they can see what your overall feedback is. All right. Um, so you don't want to have negative feedback there. Um, it's easy to get some negative feedback removed. Now, if you're doing fulfilled by merchant and somebody leaves a message, negative seller feedback saying, hey, this this seller, you know, was slow delivery. You're, you're not going to be able to get that removed. All right. That, that's you're stuck with that negative seller feedback. But if it was about an FBA item and they're upset with the late delivery or the, the box was damaged or something, guess what? You can ask for Amazon to remove that. They'll remove it instantly. All right. Just so go to your seller central, guys. You should do this. Check. Go, go to performance and feedback like right after this podcast. And then just check regardless if you had Helium 10 alerts on or not. Regardless if you even have Helium 10 or not. Go to performance. Hit feedback, find out in the last 90 days if you have negative seller feedback, and if it's about an FBA order, hit the request removal, and 10 times out of a 10, those FBA feedback issues will be removed, and it won't count against your negative feedback. Another one that's semi-easy to get removed is if people put product reviews and give a bad rating right there. So let's just say somebody says, oh, this coffin shelf sucks, the the paint, it had a bunch of marks in the paint, and I hate this product. One star seller feedback. Well, that is against Amazon terms of service for the buyers. They're not supposed to put product reviews there. So if they had any any kind of product review, you request for it to be removed, Amazon will remove it literally instantly. All right. So make sure to get your negative seller feedback removed, guys. Um, all right. Let, let's talk about some uh, other things. I mentioned a, a few minutes ago about alerts, about how if Amazon changes your dimensions, um, you know, alerts will let you know. But let's say you're only turning on Helium 10 alerts today, all right? One easy way, let's say you only got five or six products. If you're not sure what your dimensions are, here's an easy way that you could know if Amazon has changed your dimensions. Let's say you, you've got like a, a, our, our coffin shelf, right? Our coffin shelf is in a box that's almost the same exact size as the coffin shelf. It just has some size for cushioning, right? So I know that the package dimensions of my box is not gonna be much bigger than the actual product dimensions, okay? So if that's the case with your product, you know, it's not something that completely folds up or something like that, right? Here's the easy way. Go with the Helium 10 Chrome extension install, and this is free. If anybody needs the Helium 10 Chrome extension, you guys don't have it yet, just go to helium10.com forward slash extension, you can install it for free, and then scroll down to where there's a bunch of graphs uh, from Helium 10, and it'll actually show your item dimensions as what Amazon has it, and your package dimensions. Now, your item dimensions should never change. Amazon does not change that. You're the one who specified that. That never changes unless you change it. So what I do, for example, how I knew the coffin shelf was uh, changed, even if I didn't have alerts, is if it says 14 by seven by three, and then the box, the package dimensions says uh, 17 by uh, whatever I said, <laughs> like uh, eight by four, well, I know that 17 is wrong because it, the, the height should only be 14. So that means that the package should have at most be 15 inches. So there's just a quick way that you can see if your packaging is within the realm of possibility, if you didn't have Helium alerts uh, on, 
Just go to the actual product page, look at the Helium 10 little Chrome extension, little widget that it has, and compare your item dimensions with your package dimensions. All right, let, let's switch gears to uh, back to analytics now. That was some operation stuff. Let's go back to analytics. Guys, if you have a Helium 10, keyword tracker, keyword tracker, keyword tracker. Super important, guys. Please, please, please be tracking your keywords. You know, back in the day, 2015, there was no keyword trackers out there. How do you know where you're showing up uh, for your main keywords? You would actually have to pay a VA to go out there and count where you're, where you're showing up, right? Keyword tracker does that for you, all right? It's gonna track where you are showing up organically and where you are showing up in sponsored results. And this is very important, especially if you're running PPC. You know, you don't know how much to bid sometimes, right? You know, Amazon will give you a suggested bid. That, that doesn't guarantee, that doesn't mean that it's at the top of the page, no. So if you want to make sure that you're coming off on page one, you don't wanna have to go manually and go search for the keyword and see where you're showing up organically in sponsor results. No, Keyword Tracker is doing that once every 24 hours. And the beauty about Keyword Tracker, we were the only one that has it. We have a boost where we will check 24 hours a day with rotating geolocations and browsing scenarios where we will be able to show you um, exactly where you are ranking from certain different browsing scenarios. And then you'll know, hey, I'm not on page one anymore. I'm, hey, my sponsored ad is on page two. I better up my bid, things like that. Uh, another cool thing about Keyword Tracker is you can track your competitors on the same graph. So what I always do is I add my ASIN, obviously. I add my top 20 keywords. Here, here's the thing. There's some people out there who track 200 keywords. Don't do that for one ASIN, guys. You're not getting sales from 200 keywords. I'll tell you that right now, all right? You're not going to get sales consistently from 200 different keywords. Even Product Opportunity Explorer shows that, you know, niches are really made up of like less than 30 keywords. But max I would do is like 50 keywords. But usually I track my top 20 to 30 because that's where the money is made. The money's actually made from the top five keywords, but I'll at most, you know, maybe track like 20 or 30. And then I add my top five competitors, the people who are most similar to my product. I'll add that. And then on the same graph, I can see where I rank in sponsored ad and organic compared to them. And what I'm looking for is my relative rank in each of those. And that's what keyword tracker shows is sure. Maybe I'm on page one position 10, but the more important rank to me, even than organic rank, is my relative rank. If these are my top five competitors, what do we want that relative rank to be? We want it to be one. In other words, we want to be the first one of our top competitors that a customer's eyeballs looks at, right? Regardless if it's at the top of page one, the middle or bottom of page one. Because there's some keywords where it's filled with irrelevant products. But if we're the first relevant product you know, to a, a, a buyer that's showing up, that's the important metric, not necessarily our organic rank, but our relative rank, all right? So guys, do not forget, don't just add your own ace in the keyword tracker, add your top five competitors and be checking your uh, relative rank. Another interesting thing is uh, with analytics is that you can compare it to brand analytics in Seller Central. What I like to look at in brand analytics in Seller Central is the top three clicked. For example, recently I noticed that in brand analytics, the Helium 10 coffin shelf was the number one clicked item for the keyword coffin shelf during a certain week. However, when I looked at keyword tracker, I was ranked uh, like position 11. So maybe you're like, wait, wait a minute. How did the Helium 10 coffin shelf 
become the number one rank. Like you would think that, oh, we are organic rank 10, so we probably didn't get any sales. No, but Keyword Tracker showed me I was the number one sponsored rank. So we were the very first coffin shelf showing up on the page because as you guys know, the first line of the, the uh, results are uh, the um, sponsor results. And so thanks to that, I was getting, I was the first one clicked. So if I was just looking at my organic rank, I might have thought, oh, I must be performing terribly. But no, I'm looking at brand analytics, I'm looking at my sponsored rank, and I can kind of figure out where my sales are coming from. All right, real real quick, just just on that, some, some people are gonna argue with me, no, Bradley, you should track more than 20 keywords. If you want to, hey, you can. I mean, you can track up to like 5,000 keywords, uh, I believe in Keyword Tracker. But how do you get that first 20 keywords? What I do is I run Cerebro on my main, before I even start my product, I run Cerebro on my main competitors and I see which are the most relevant keywords. What has the most uh, competitor performance score? It's kind of like, you know, I hate using the word relevancy um, because it's very subjective, but that's what some people call relevancy, right? Like, hey, these are the most relevant keywords to my niche because the competitor performance score is high, meaning that almost everybody of my main competitors are all ranking for the same keywords and they're all ranking highly, all right? So look at the competitor performance score inside of Cerebro and it'll tell you what your key, what keywords are driving sales to your competitors. Those are the ones that I would be tracking from day uh, one. But even if you've been selling for a while, you never have been using Keyword Tracker, guys, get into Helium 10, add your ASIN and your competitors and your keywords to Keyword Tracker ASAP. All right. Uh, if you don't have Helium 10, let's, let's go back to operations. Let's talk about reviews. We know reviews are the lifeblood of a product, right? We want to increase our reviews in a way that does not violate Amazon terms of service. Don't have Helium 10? No problem. What you do is you just go to your orders, and for anything that has delivered uh, within 7 and 30 days ago, you can actually hit the request review button inside of Amazon Seller Central one by one. That's not very efficient, right? So for the 99% of you guys out there who have Helium 10, guess what? Regardless of your level, you've got access to follow-up. So I would uh, set up the automation for Helium 10 follow-up to do the Amazon request review or your own custom email. Some people are scared of doing custom emails because Amazon is so picky uh, about what you say in these emails. They don't want they don't want to get suspended, right? So if that's the case, what I would suggest doing is just doing the, the Amazon request review template right? It's, it's not a custom email. It's literally using that same thing that Amazon would do if it hit request review, if you hit request review inside Seller Central. But the cool thing about this is it's kind of like a set it and forget it. You can actually set by item when you want that message to go out and to whom. Like maybe you want it to go out only to customers who ordered from Mexico. Maybe you want it only for this SKU. Uh, maybe you want it, uh, if you, let's say you've got a supplement. Do you want to ask for a review seven days after it delivers? Heck no, because they haven't had time enough to use it. I, I would put it to the max. I put it like 26 days after it delivers. That's when I want to put in my request review right up there to the limit because it'll take them that time in order to know if they like the product. Now, what, what if it was like a, a Christmas tree ornament and it got delivered on December 20th? Well, am I going to want to wait until January 20th to send a request or no, because I know they use that Christmas tree ornament sometime between January or sometime between December 20th and December 25th. And that's it. So I'm going to set that uh, timer to get that request review sent out as fast as possible. You can't really do that in Seller Central. You can do that in Helium 10 by, by using our filters to set exactly when you want that email to go out. 
Another thing that we have built into our filters is like excluding people who got more than a certain amount of um, discount on the order. Like if you had a, a coupon or something or a, a promotion, right? This is important because it's just better safe than sorry, guys. You don't want Amazon to think that you're doing some kind of review manipulation, right? And this thing, if you gave out a 50% off promotion on your product, and then you ask for a review. How do you think that look, would look to Amazon? It looks like you're incentivizing it, right? So I do not, I mean, now you can't control if those people give you a review or not, right? But you can control if you're asking for a review or not. So with Helium 10, again, you don't have to one by one check if somebody paid, paid full price. We know. So you just say exclude orders that had more than a 10% discount or more than a 1% discount for, for that matter. And then those people will not get a request a review, all right? So that is that is important as well. Here's something that has nothing to do with Helium 10, nothing to do with Seller Central about getting organic reviews. You know, um, some people, what they do is they over-deliver on their products. They'll put in gifts that they don't even advertise. Uh, Lem, in this workshop that we did, gave an example of this coffin shelf. I think it was a, might have been a makeup coffin shelf. I'm not sure, but... They showed that they get they got stickers as an extra. They actually showed that in the advertising. And you could look in the reviews and people are like, oh, it's kind of cool that I have these stickers. But then what he noticed in the reviews, in the reviews of, of this makeup coffin shelf, is a bunch of people were saying, oh, I love this coffin bottle opener. He's like, what coffin bottle opener? Nowhere in the listing is it advertised that you get a coffin bottle opener. It's not in the pictures, not in the text, not nowhere. But what this seller was doing was they were putting in a coffin-shaped bottle opener, probably cost them like less than 10 cents per unit. And they had it in there and everybody was like, kind of like, oh, wow, this is so cool. I wasn't expecting this. And what, what, what were they prompted to do then? They left a, a positive review because of that. They liked it. So there's another way to kind of increase your reviews. Um, Over-deliver, um, if you can, on your product. And of course, use Helium 10 follow-up. All right, another tool you guys all have access to, Helium 10 portals. The, 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 these are set up landing pages or portals that you can gather customer information. You know, free warranty. Who doesn't want a free warranty out there? So I, I would use a, um, put a, make an insert card, use one of our templates that we have in Helium 10 portals. And you don't have to know graphics or anything. We have the whole template for you. You can add a logo or do whatever you want, add some text, add a QR code that even has your logo and have that QR code go to an actual portal or a landing page once they scan it after they open up the package and they see they've got a they've got a um, an insert card in there and it says, hey, scan this so you can get a free warranty. And then you can just have them register their email address. And now all of a sudden you can start building out your email list and you're also giving them some value because you know, who doesn't want a free warranty? Not everybody's going to click that, but if you can get one out of 10 people to click that, now all of a sudden you are building up your customer list that you can do some off Amazon marketing to. So guys, portals has tons and tons of great things that you can do in there. You can create your own domain so that it goes to your own domain for the link. Uh, you can create insert card templates. Like I said, we've got full templates. We've got blueprints in there. You can create QR codes. You can even have your own logo embedded inside of the QR codes you create. If you haven't set up your first portal yet, guys, start doing that ASAP. Another cool thing in, in the portals tool is we have barcode labels. We, we all know that if we ship FBA, we have to put an FN SKU sticker on our box. Now, now most of you guys maybe just print out that generic one 
from Amazon and send that to your supplier and say, hey, print this off on a white sticker and stick it on the box. It's an ugly sticker. It, it cuts off the title. Not very attractive. With Helium 10 barcode labels, you can create custom labels that have graphics on it and that have your code embedded and you can put the actual title of your product that you want and then send that as a PDF file to your supplier and then they can print off a full graphical label that looks so much better than the Amazon one. So that's something that you guys should be using as well. Now, you know, one of the things that a lot of people hate talking about is, is profits, all right? The profits tool in Helium 10 is not a sexy tool at all because it's just about your cost of goods sold and, and what this expense and that expense and this profit and this ROI. But guess what, guys? You need to know your numbers, all right? So if you've got Helium 10, go in there. Please, please, please hit the inventory levels tab and item by item, enter in your cost of goods sold. You know, profit is not going to work unless you accurately enter what you are paying your supplier for your product as the first number. And the second number is what you are paying to get it from your factory to the Amazon warehouse. If you put those in, we'll do all the rest of the work because we have all the information from Amazon. So we'll tell you what your profit margin is after your PPC, after your FBA fees, after your pick and pack fees, uh, your shipping fees, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we'll let you know because you got you got to know if you're if you're profitable or not. All right. Sometimes we get so married to a product and we're losing money and we keep it going. No, guys. If you're losing money, you got to either figure out how to turn that ship around or you got to just you know stop that product. But you're not going to know just by looking at the number of sales you have on if you're making money or not. Use a tool like Helium 10 Profits. Um, to be checking that. Uh, a couple of things that people don't even realize that, that Profits has, hit the expenses tab. This is what I want you guys to do. Those of you who've already done this in Profits, you probably haven't clicked the expenses tab. Hit that tab and it's gonna show you there your month to month storage charges. How much are you paying Amazon FBA for storing your products? Some of you might be shocked. You're paying hundreds or even more than $1,000 a month on storage. And so you might wanna be like, you know what? I need to pull some of this inventory out because it's so such slow moving and move it to a third party warehouse so I can save some money on storage. All right. So make sure to hit the expenses tab and it'll tell you skew by skew um, or it'll tell you the total and skew by skew on how much you're paying for storage charges. Another thing you guys probably don't know you have in profits, hit the refunds button. All right. It, once you hit that, you can click a different a time frame, and it will tell you all of the products that are most being returned. And then if people left a note as to why they are returning it, like, oh, I didn't like this brown mark that it puts on my eggs. We actually got that for the egg tray by multiple people. Helium 10 Profits is going to tell you the top reasons that people are using on why, or actually not the top, they're, they're gonna, it's going to show you every single reason that anybody has ever given for why they're returning their product. And you, there might be issues that you don't even realize are issues um, until you look at this. Uh, this is from Seller Central, but most of you guys don't know how to find it in Seller Central. So there's another uh, good thing to uh, look at. Um, another thing, inventory heat maps, right? It's in profits, hit inventory heat maps. You'll find out where all your FBA inventory is stored at, all the different states, right? Maybe you're looking at your orders tab it, um, in profits, you're like, man, I'm not getting any orders at all in the Pacific Northeast. 
the Pacific Northeast. What am I even talking about? There's no such thing as the Pacific Northeast. <laughs> the Pacific Northwest. In other words, Washington, Oregon, around there, right? And then you look at your inventory heat maps and you notice, oh my goodness, why is my products not being stored at any FBA warehouse in Oregon or Washington? Maybe I need to send more inventory to Amazon so they can spread it out a little bit more. Because if you do not have inventory in a big geographical area, guess what? People are not going to see next day delivery. Sometimes they won't even see two day delivery. Um, and so if your if your competitors have a lot of inventory and thus they've got inventory in those warehouses, they might buy your competitor's product over yours because they can get that one or two day shipping where yours is maybe like two or three or even four days shipping. So inventory heat maps is another tool that you guys need to be looking at. Another one is the, the search anomaly tracker. There are anomalies that happen sometimes. There hasn't been one, knock on wood, a, a really bad one in about a year on Amazon. But there was a while where in early 2021, thousands and thousands of products were losing their indexing on keywords. Not losing their rank, but they, they weren't even indexed, all right? So sometimes that happens on an individual basis. Like remember I said that happened to the Helium 10 Project X egg tray. Now, that wasn't a search anomaly. That was because our product got marked as adult. But sometimes it happens to a lot of people. Helium 10 is tracking those anomalies. So go to Helium 10 dot com forward slash ASA. All right. And, and sign up there for notifications on if we detect some major glitches that are uh, happening out there. All right. What else do we have here? Uh, inside of uh, Amazon and soon to be inside of Helium 10. Uh, look at the business reports. All right. Business reports is inside of Seller Central, but it, it gives you more unique things that no other uh, no other spot in Amazon has. It, it, it will show you your page views on your mobile app. It'll show you your page views on the, the browser. Um, it'll show you your conversion rate. These are all important metrics you need to be analyzing. Like if you're getting way, way more uh, views on the mobile app, have you optimized your listing for mobile app? You know, most people optimize their listing just thinking about a desktop because that's where they create their listing and that's where they, they view it, right? But have you looked at how your um, product looks like in the search results on a mobile app, how your image looks like? you know, where your bullet points show up, where, where your title is being truncated. If you're getting tons of views on mobile, you need to make sure your listing is optimized for mobile. So make sure to check out this metric, business reports inside of Seller Central and also your conversion rate. If your conversion rate is crap, you gotta ask yourself, what's going on? You're getting tons of views on your page, but only 2% of people are actually buying it. 100 people viewed your listing and 98 decided not to buy. You've gotta figure out why, all right? So again, uh, business reports inside of Seller Central is what is going to uh, show you these things. Another favorite tool of mine, Market Tracker. Everybody needs to be using Market Tracker, guys. This is a super important tool. What you do is you create your market. Uh, you first define it by top five keywords. So for example, for my coffin shelf market, I, I used coffin shelf, I use you know, coffin decor, large coffin shelf. I think I might've used Gothic decor, whatever my top five keywords were. And I put my product in there and the competitors I knew were important. And now what this is going to show you is it's going to show you your, the market volume. First of all, out of all the products that you define as your market, what is the market volume? How much monthly sales are they generating? This is important for all of you guys out there who keep asking, Hey, are my sale or is anybody else's sale down today? Like anybody sales down out there today? You know, you see that a million times in the Facebook group, right? If 
I guarantee these people are not running Market Tracker because if they were, they wouldn't need to ask that question. They would just go to Market Tracker and see, oh, this market volume went down. So my market share stayed the same. You know, my piece of the pie stayed the same. So even though my sales are down, it doesn't matter because my competitors are all down at the same time. That's what Market Tracker is showing you. It's showing you, first of all, the, the size of the pie, which is the market volume. It's showing you what your piece of the pie is, which is what your market share is. You know, is it 13%? Is it 20%? How much percent of the overall sales of your competitors do you are you getting? And then it shows another chart of over time how your market share has changed. All right. That's what tells you right there. Uh, market volume and your market share are your sales up or down compared to your competitors. Here's the beauty though. Once you've got that set up, you don't have to keep adding competitors. Helium 10 is going to go find out if there's a new mover and shaker that we think is relevant to your niche, we'll give you a notification, let you know, Hey, you you might want to track this product. And so you can sometimes get it uh, like notification that there's a brand new seller before you even knew he was around there that you can start tracking. Even if it's not relevant, the cool thing about market tracker, is sometimes it'll give you products that, that could be line extensions. Like, uh, in the coffin shelf market the other day, I got this notification says, Hey, do you want to track this? I'm like, no, nah, it's not a coffin shelf. But what it was, what it was, was a, a coffin shaped like tray, like a serving tray. Now, I don't want to track that because I don't consider it my competitor for my market. But guess what? That would be a great product to target in my PPC product targeting or sponsor display ads because if somebody wants a coffin-shaped tr serving tray, maybe they want a coffin-shaped shelf, right? Or maybe I'm like, you know what? That's a good product idea for Manny's Mysterious Oddities brand. Maybe I want to go ahead and, uh, you know, sell this product as well. So Market Tracker is a great analytics tool, but it also can be used as a PPC tool and as a product research tool as well. Uh, another thing guys should be doing from day one when you have Helium 10 is run Refund Genie. You know, Amazon is pretty good these days at if they lose or damage one of your products, they'll reimburse you, but they still miss some sometimes. Refund Genie will go in there and find out all of the instances where we think they might still owe you money and tell you which ones you need to report. For me personally, I usually get 50% of whatever Refund Genie says, right? Like last year on my um, one account, I got about, I want to say like $600 back total for the year uh, on it that from money that Refund Genie had found. That, guys, that's a lot of money. Helium 10 only costs $99 a month. That's like six months of of Helium 10 that I paid for just by running Refund Genie, all right? So guys, make sure to run Refund Genie. Again, you guys all have access to this. You have a platinum or above membership. It's there. It doesn't cost you any extra. Whatever money we find that is owed to you and you get, Helium 10 is not taking one cent from that. You get to keep all that money, guys. So make use of these 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 tools that, that you're already paying for, uh, but so many of our sellers are not, are not taking advantage of it. Um, another thing outside of refund genie, refund genie doesn't find this, but it's something you can, you can find Uh Lem talked about this in the workshop, your FBA shipments, go into your FBA shipments and the ones that are, were all received and check for discrepancy where, you know, you shipped 500 units or whatever units, but if you show they only checked in 490 or whatever, 
you need to hit the button reconcile inside of your seller central managed shipments, hit reconcile and submit a report. And it will ask them to do like an investigation. If you're positive that you know they lost it. And then they're going to ask you for information like your invoices sometimes and, and your cost of goods and things like that. But a lot of times um, they will come to the conclusion that, you know, you know what? Yeah, it looks like we lost this product, you know, and so they'll give you the benefit of the doubt and they'll sometimes give you even retail price of your products. But at the very least, they'll give you your cost of goods sold for those products. So there's a way even without Helium 10, you can get some money back from um, Amazon. Last uh, operations tool I want to talk about today is inventory management, all right? This is super important. There, there's people out there who pay like $50, $100, $200 for inventory management software. Why? You've got that in Helium 10. We've got all the algorithms there. You can base your, your velocity on you know your seven-day velocity, your 30-day selling velocity. It, it, it can go on seasonality. It can go on our advanced algorithms that, that check seasonality and different things, guys. Inventory management is a lifesaver for people like me who I, I used to have to use spreadsheets and try and figure out what inventory I need to have to make sure I don't have too much or too little. And the cool thing about it is I can actually create my transfer shipments right there in inventory management. What does that mean? That means if I have my inventory at a 3PL or at my house, and you know how you want to create an FBA shipment so that you can take it from your warehouse and send it to Amazon, you can actually create that right within Helium 10. That's that's how I do it at my warehouse, at my house here, or not how I do it. My family does it, um, but they create it right within Helium 10. You can create that transfer shipment. You can create your POs to your supplier because we'll tell you, hey, you need to order some product right now because you're going to run out in 71 days. And you told us that it takes 80 days to get product in. So you better order right now. You're already late. Well, guess what? I can just click a couple of buttons and it'll create that PO right for my supplier. And I can just send that PDF right there to my supplier. And it'll show up now as something that I have on order. So guys, Make sure you have activated for all of your SKUs inventory management that you put your accurate numbers. We all know how crazy shipping time is. I had to go into my inventory management SKU by SKU and I changed everything to 90 days lead time. I used to have only uh, 50 days lead time. That's how much it would take to get my products. I have to put 90 days lead time now because shipping is taking so long so that I can have a head start to make sure I don't run out of products. Uh, so make sure guys that you're using inventory magic. There's tons of other tools, guys. I didn't even talk about in seller central in helium 10. Um, but the important message of today's masterclass, other than Hey guys, take care of your health, you know, so you don't have a heart attack in your early forties like me is the important message though, guys, is these tools, these activities are not that sexy. It's not that fun to, to check brand analytics and, and see who's the top click. It's not that great to go run a refund genie report and then create a case to Amazon, try and get some money back. It's not that uh, amazingly fun to, you know, set your alerts and, and, and do this and that and this and that guys, it's not. We'll, we'll admit it, right? But if you want to be a successful Amazon seller, you've got to do all of these little things on the analytics side, on the operations side to give you that competitive edge 
over your competitors because these are all important data points that is going to help you get ahead. It's going to help you know what keywords to concentrate on. It's going to help you to know where your competitors are outperforming you. It's going to help you do defensive strategies to where you're number one, how you can stay number one. If your competitors are outselling you, you're going to be able to know why. You know, where are they showing up for earlier than you on pages? You'll know with Keyword Tracker. If your sales go way down, you'll know with alerts because maybe something happened to your listing that you didn't realize happened, but alerts will tell you. Um, you want to find out who, who's click, you know, how many people are clicking on a certain keyword. You go into Seller Central and you use things like Product Opportunity Explorer and the Search Career Performance. Guys, there's so, 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 so much data available to you sellers now. If you are new to selling on Amazon the last year or two, you do not know how, quote unquote, easy or, or uh, how much info you have available compared to the Amazon seller of like 2015 and 2016 who is basically blind. You, you didn't have any of these metrics back in the day. So guys, it's 2022. You guys need to have your operations and your analytics SOPs on point. Uh, I hope this was able to help you. What I want you to do now is rewind this if you need to, but go into your Helium 10 account, go into your Seller Central account, start using these tools that I mentioned today right now to help you crush it on Amazon and Walmart in 2022. We'll see you guys in the next episode.